Now, Jim Wilson mentioned the starlings coming into the hanging feeder. And at this time of year, you will see starling murmurations, if you're lucky. And if you've ever seen one, you will be mesmerised. You will be in awe of the true beauty of nature. When it comes to aerial acrobatics, these birds are top of the class. Would you agree, Niall? They really are, and they're a great mystery as well because we still don't fully understand what's going on there. For people who don't know them, I'm sure you might have seen them on television if you haven't seen them in, in real life. The starling, a, a relatively small, mostly blackish bird, a dark bird, they're not much to look at necessarily. A bit annoying, some people find, descending on their feeders or making a mess of their washing. But when they get together in the winter in these big flocks, just before they go to sleep in the evenings, I think they're responsible for one of the most breathtaking sights in all of nature, anywhere on the planet, because they'll gather together in their, their thousands, sometimes their hundreds hundreds of thousands uh, and they perform this I can only describe it as an aerial ballet someone once described it as looking a bit like the way a lava lamp moves in the sky that's very very appropriate and uh, it's a very good description of it it's just this performance and all of a sudden no individual bird seems to be in charge they're all moving almost as a single organism they never collide with each other they never crash uh, and it's just amazing and we don't fully know why they do it but then all of a sudden it's over as soon as it began mm. because just on some unseen signal all the birds then descend into the trees or into a reed bed or wherever they're sleeping for the night and it's go completely quiet and that's when the silence becomes deafening because the murmuration it isn't just a wonderful spectacle a wonderful sight for the eyes it's the sound it's the sound it's just like a jet engine rushing past it's incredible isn't it really is amazing well you're familiar with some of the sites around the country but you want to find out about more of the sites that's right so our, our Irish Starling Murmuration Survey it's running this winter and we're very excited about it we're asking people to report the locations of the murmurations that they see over the course of the winter and to do so repeatedly if you see the same murmuration every day let us know every day because we want to know where they're moving to and from it's interesting to try to try track them. So we, we know that uh, traditionally there's been uh, the city of Belfast is a very good spot for them there. Um, just looking at what's been reported to us just over the last few days, there seems to be a fairly good murmuration actually in County Down at the moment, a place called Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. We see some reports coming in from there. Uh, Knobber in County Mead seems to be the source of a, a pretty big murmuration at the moment, estimated at least 10,000 birds. Wow. So well worth checking that out. Um, we know around Athlone, that kind of area, there's been good reports from there. Uh, a bit scarcer in the south of the country. Some reports from around for town of smaller murmurations. I saw one myself over the, the, the course of, of uh, the Christmas period there uh, around Red Cow area in Dublin um, just near Ballymount that kind of area the Robin Hood um, business park area. Um, I'd say maybe a thousand or so starlings flying around and a few people have reported those in as well and then traditionally one of the best spots in all of Ireland uh, it's in West Mead it's actually um, at uh, Loch Ennell a place called Lilliput not too far from uh, Mullingar and that's, um, that's traditionally a very good spot to see the starlings doing this wonderful display in the winter. So you're asking people to send in their reports of starling murmurations. How do they do it? So uh, we'll put the details up on the on the uh, Mooney Goes Wild website. So you'll find them there. You can find it at birdwatcherland.ie as well. And basically what we're asking people to do is to go in and actually click on the map, the location where you've seen the murmuration. Uh, you give the date that you saw it and you estimate the number of birds that you saw. Now, that's not the easiest task. I do I do accept that. It can be very hard. We don't expect people to count them one by one. But give us a general sense for the size of the flock. Was it a small one, a, a medium one or a very large one? Um, so you know, give your best estimate there uh, and uh, and the time at which you saw it um, so it's just filling out a few fields there in this in this online form it's all very straightforward you click on the map to show us where it was and then when we get hundreds of people across Ireland doing that the data we get incredible yeah. and also if you go there you can actually see where the most recent murmurations have if been if you want seen. to go and have a look yourself you can go have a look for yourself it's so worth doing when will they stop doing this? It's, it's something that we see sort of building during the month of January into early February and then it starts to peter out because a lot of those birds what they're doing they're migrants that have come to Ireland we have a core breeding population that stay with us year round 
But probably the majority of the birds in the murmurations have come from places like the Baltic Sea region and they start heading back in the spring. So then it peters out after that. Okay, well, you mentioned Belfast and the place to see the starling murmuration is at the Albert Bridge in Belfast in the city centre there. We've recorded programmes from that bridge, uh, under the bridge and on the bridge over the last two decades or so. But they had disappeared for a while. But now it appears that the starlings are back and doing their thing. We can talk now to RTE's Northern correspondent, Connor McCauley, who was down at the Albert Bridge over the weekend. So, Connor, can you give me an update, please? I can, Derek. We went down on Friday evening past there just to have a look at it. Uh, part of the reason I went on Friday was because it was the first decent day we'd had. So the light was really nice and I thought it might be nice if the birds were actually there. I, I, to be honest, I wasn't sure whether they were going to turn up or not. I'd seen a little bit of uh, stuff on social media suggesting that they were returning in number after a couple of years where they appeared to have abandoned the roost. Mm-hmm. But we, we went on a, on a wing and a prayer, if you like, and uh, down we went to the Albert Bridge uh, around about four o'clock or quarter past four, just as light was dropping. And you know the story. You get there first. There's not much sign of any activity. And then very slowly, the numbers start to build. So we saw a little group of them, maybe half a dozen, ten, come in. And then very quickly after that, more small groups started to join until we had a fairly sizable uh, murmuration going over Albert Bridge. I spoke to a gentleman who knows much more about this than I do, Conor McKinney of a group called Wild Belfast, who's been behind the campaign to bring the birds back. And he suggested there were around about 5,000 starlings there at its height. Why did they leave in the first place? I actually remember them at Queen's Bridge in Belfast, which is a bridge further down the lagon, and they were there for years. I mean, I remember seeing them when I was driving around the city way back in the the 90s, uh, and there was a very large murmuration of them there. Apparently what happened was around the turn of the millennium, there were a lot of fireworks displays down around the the Queen's Bridge, which would be close to the the centre of Belfast, and the birds were effectively scared off. So they they appeared to then moved up river to the next bridge up, which is the the Albert Bridge. Mm -hmm. And very successfully, they were roosting quite happily there uh, until a couple of years ago, apparently, when there were some uh, developments in the area. There was some additional LED lighting uh, put in on the bridge. There were a couple of public plaza spaces uh, built alongside the river and there was some lighting added there and Connor's not absolutely sure but he's he's pretty sure that that additional lighting just created a, a lot of additional light pollution and effectively discombobulated the Starlings a little bit and they, they left in large numbers. He was saying to me that uh, where before there would have been thousands of Starlings at the murmuration at Albert Bridge in 2021 and 2022 they were down to dozens of Starlings. So what did he do that has changed the environment there that the starlings have come back? What did Connor suggest? Well, the first thing they had to do was baseline what the problem was. So they weren't absolutely sure what the problem was, but they reckoned that the light pollution that we talked about there was a big part of it. So then the problem then was that there was no single entity that they could address or talk to 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 try and address the problem around the lighting because there were various different agencies. There were a couple of government departments. Uh, There was the road service had responsible for new lights on the bridge. Department for the Communities had developed the uh, public plaza spaces that we're talking about. Department of Infrastructure were also involved. So basically you had to get a lot of stakeholders together and say, right guys, uh, we think we know what the problem is, can we begin to try and address it? So what they did was effectively a couple of very simple measures. This is an old Victorian bridge, a 120-year-old bridge, so there are old Victorian-style lanterns on it, but they had put LED lights into those lanterns. So what they did was they put blackout screens on the backs of the lanterns, the bits that face out onto the river. Then they got some of the lighting in the new public plaza spaces actually 
turned off. And then there was also some lighting down at the spans of the bridge that you will know well, as you say, you reported from underneath the bridge. Mm-hmm. There was some lighting to illuminate them for um, you know boating traffic that would be going up and down there. And what they did was they got some of those either turned off, turned down, or in some cases they got red filters put on them. So he reckons that the combination of all those factors has led to the situation that we were at last Friday where the birds seem to be coming back and in growing numbers. Well, that's fantastic news. Connor. thank you very much indeed. Thanks. All the best, Eric. I'm very happy to hear that because I often bring people to Belfast just to see that starling murmuration over the Albert Bridge. And you can always see it just after four o'clock, as Connor has said. Now, now details again of where people can go to to find information about the Starling Murmuration Survey that you're running at Birdwatch Ireland. You can find details at birdwatchireland.ie. We'll also have the link direct to the survey up at rte.ie forward slash Mooney. That same address to find all details of everything we cover on the programme every Monday.